I mean, you guys watch the, the Swindler? The video, the visuals be crazy. Yeah. Watch Tinder Swindler. Yes, that's my hero, fam. <laughs> genius. That's my hero. I can't lie to you. He's my hero. Absolute genius, bro. He's my hero, bro. This guy was whining and dining, babes, not with his own pee. With the other pee, with the other, with the other, His other drawn's pee. Did you see the end, how much they said he made? Estimated to be 10 mil. Yeah, genius. And he's still living it up as well. But this guy said a Bentley or a Ferrari, which one should I take? That's the maddest part. This guy spent five months inside. Only five. He was smiling inside the whole sentence. He was Meanwhile, homeless for a little bit as well. Meanwhile, we had hood heroes like Hush Puppy doing how many years in prison? Yeah, but he done he. I feel like he was sloppy though. No, no, no. But like he was sloppy. Yeah, because he started showing off on Instagram. No, but and he go. also robbed the US government. Yeah, it's a little different. Like the he's a hero. government. No, he. I love him, but like he done the Premier League. He robbed hero. The FA. He robbed hero. The US government hero. Overcharging against you know what, what I mean, they done to the cold crush. Hush puppy. Shit. Hush puppy is clearly Peter's spirit animal. He's the I patron saint. Of, he's the patron saint of four one nine. The only dif- the only difference between me and Hush puppy is I wouldn't have been on Instagram, bro. Yeah, I think that was his Achilles heel. He should have never been on Instagram. Should have never been flexing. That was his Achilles heel. What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 65 of the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast with your boys, Peter. Yo. Mohammed. Yo. Myself, Yummy. A new week, a new pod, guys. How are you today? Very well, man. Blessed and highly favoured. Always. What are you saying? I'm all right. Blessed and highly favoured as well. Mohammed, how are you? I'm chilling. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Of course, of course. We can. Yeah, we do what we can. Um, We had a lovely conversation about a lot of things in pre-pod, but we (laughs) we won't mention, but you know. Good to good to good to talk to you guys about that kind of stuff. So shout out to you, man. Um, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been okay, man. Busy at work, um, gymming. Finally found my rhythm with the gym. You know, what I mean, bench pressing and all that good stuff. Talk about it. Yeah, you know I mean, my diet's getting getting better as well. Why are you looking at me? You're the closest person to me. Can I not look at you? You asked me the question. Yeah, but just the way you're looking at me. But you're my brother. Carry on. <laughs> nah, I've had a good week, man. Just keeping busy in it. And you? My week's been all right. Busy. Um, been doing a lot of yoga. Shout out, Adrian. Down facing dog. Ooh. Yep. You done the downward facing dog? We've done this a million times. It's, so, it's, for the clarify, it, you done the downward facing dog? You've, I mean, I've said on previous pods that I do it. Yeah. Why is Mo so immature? You're 6'3", you know. <laughs> okay. Salute to you. <laughs> What's the issue? I'm more flexible than you, and or you definitely are. Well, yeah, team, my back. There you go. But yeah, week's been good. Um, I've started driver lessons as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, very, very hard. I'm on the automatic, but even then, it's like I'm only two lessons in. But yeah, the driving thing is no joke. Yeah, you get used to it, man. Salute to all the drivers, man. I tried to book my test. I booked it for July. Earliest one available. Yeah, it's a jolting. That's crazy. Trust, Mohammed. How's your week been? Um, been cool, man. It's been a long week. You obviously know what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long week, but I've done what Pete done essentially. Just got back to gym. I went last night, went the night before, so going back tonight. Slowly but surely, lost hella weight. Ooh. Make use of it. Stood on the scale yesterday. Summer body coming, yeah. Right now, I found out what I weigh yesterday. You couldn't tell me nothing. You're gonna mention every episode you've lost weight. Can I tell you how much I weigh? Please do. Twelve point five stones. Is there a um a lucky lady in your life that's inspiring this change you, of lifestyle? Why are you doing this? 
you know why he's a, you know why he you know why he's a setup? Why are you doing this? Did we not speak about this? He's, he's a setup, Jake. The, the listeners, the, list, the listeners want to know. They want to know about Mohammed's love. He knows it is not. He's a setup, Jake. He's a setup. He knows the answer is zero, zilch, nada. Yeah, but whoever's listening may not know. But he still wants to just you know go through that avenue. I mean, do you want to clarify for the listeners? There's nothing wrong with being inspired. Nah, I've just been gymming for the sake of gymming. Okay. Now this summer's gonna be ridiculous. I'll tell you that for free. Wow, what's gonna happen? Oh, let me get in shape. Telling you, fam, <laughs> what? But even though I weigh under eight kg, eighty kg, it's different. <laughs> what's gonna happen though? We'll get there. Can't lie, fam. If you lost even a shirt on this summer, I felt in life. <laughs> no, don't do that. What? I went to the podcast with me with no top on. Firming. We are definitely not doing <laughs> it. We are doing that, man. We are definitely not doing that. I'll tell I will you, depend- your resignation what? before. D- I depends on how wham I get, fam. fam keep what? your shirt on. You know who bro. I'm gonna be? You're you know not that dumb guy that dances everywhere. You know that dumb wham guy that dances everywhere. Oh, oh, Terry Crews. No. Arms Corleone. No. No, he looks like Arms Corleone. Oh. No, there's that one guy, the black brother, on TikTok. And he's just, not on TikTok, but I've seen him on Twitter as well. Oh, is he and a he's singer? he's breakdancing everywhere. Is he a singer? I don't know if he's a singer, but he wears tight t-shirts and breaks dances oh, everywhere. No, he's stupid. I don't know who you're talking about. That's going to be me. I can't be seen with you if you're one of those brothers that in the middle of summer are just backing off their shirt and just walking. I'm letting you know now, if we end up going to, what's that rooftop we used to go to? Nettle Free. Let me have the body I'm looking to, to go. What? You're not going to have your top off. In, in that crowd, oh, you that know. music. Fam, and, I'm, and I'm wham. I'm 6'3", I'll dash a man over the thing. What? I'll 6'3", me, and I go gym. I'm taking off my top. Let someone say something to me. You're not doing that. Who's not doing that? I won't be a Even that, I'll wear a small t-shirt. It's up to you which one you pick. Oh, you're sick. <laughs> so what, the pectorals will be The percolate. pectorals are percolating. percolating. <laughs> I can't lie. Perk indeed. <laughs> you nasty guy. I'm telling you, yo, P. Gonna indeed. All of that. <laughs> You're a nasty brother. Hey, man, we do what we can. <laughs> That's both, <laughs> Cool. Well, good to hear that you're uh, on the way to full fitness and hey, full man, strength I'm and trying. tone and all that good stuff. I'm trying. I hear you. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Whether you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you're listening or watching on YouTube. Obviously, we dropped our first video on YouTube Ooh. last episode talking about the Mount Rushmore. Thank you to everybody who watched that, everyone who liked the video. Um, we're now on TikTok as well. So everyone that's followed us, um, salute to you. Um, yeah, we're very grateful for it. It's a new venture for us. We are three very old guys who don't really know how TikTok <laughs> works. But we're getting through it. We're getting through it. We showed our age. And, um, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, more visuals are on the way as well. We'll be utilizing the YouTube channel a lot more. For you, to ca- for you guys to see our faces whenever one of us is chatting shit about a certain topic or whatever. Um, so yeah, more of that on the way. So... Guys, what have we been listening to this week? Um, I've been listening to Nazir. Um, I've been listening to the album Nazir. Yes, 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 yes. How do you feel about it now? Um, it's still very underwhelming. Um, but I just thought I'd go back to it and see how I felt. But yeah, I've been listening to that, and yeah, there's some good moments on it, but yeah, it just wasn't really it. It's quite disappointing to be honest, but. That's a whole another conversation. He looks, Yemi looks disappointed. Just like I, 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 I don't get it. I really yeah. don't get it. Um, I've been listening to Young Blue. Um, oh, for real? Yeah, he's dope. dope. I really enjoyed his his project he released. He surprised like, as last well? year. Very. <laughs> That's why I said, oh, for real. On the latest yeah, episode, he, on the latest episode of Peter tries New Age rappers. Nah, he's. I mean, he sings a lot though. So that's that's my bag. You know them melodies, them R and B type. I'm not, I'm, I don't even know. Nah, he does sing. He's a lot of auto tune and that. No, that's my bag. He's got a bang of any you. any any bag where like the artist is sing begging for love. You know what I mean? All that good stuff. I love that shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, I've been listening to quite a bit of him. 
Betty Davis, um, who, if you don't know, is a funk artist. She passed away this week, so um, yeah, rest in peace. But I've been revisiting her catalogue as well. Um, and that's pretty much been it, really. I haven't not, There's not been too much else. Um, Van Jess dropped an album as well, Homegrown. I think that was last year as well. So, yeah, that I've played that as well. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that R.I.P. Betty Davis. R.I.P. Titan in her own right. Mohammed? Um, I ain't listened to that much music this week. It's been a whirlwind week, as you guys know. Um, I've been rinsing out the Snoop song a lot. The Snoop with the Nas and the Hit Boy production. Whatever Hit Boy's got cooking, essentially it's crack. Because <laughs> I haven't heard Snoop sound good at, like that in a while. And I don't feel like I'm exaggerating. Snoop was in his bag in that he was. song. Like in his, I don't know if he royally did it, but he was in his bag. Like I haven't heard Snoop feeling... It gave me a 90s feel from why, both parties. Why are you questioning whether he wrote it? He's Snoop. Yeah. Snoop fit, had a few ghostwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was either the next episode or something where Jay-Z wrote the whole song. Yeah. Now Snoop's known yeah, Snoop's, for not penning yeah, all Snoop of Snoop don't his... pen all of his stuff. Yeah. Um, but that song gave me 90s feel. Him and Nas, the back and forth, the hitway production, everything hit for me. Um, I've been rinsing that out this week a lot. But now it's not been a crazy week for music for me. Yeah. And obvious reasons, you guys know, obviously. It hasn't been too, too drastic. Cool. Well, I've been doing the um, music writer exercise this month. So basically, it's when you... Pick. Oh, you have been, in it? Yeah. So I did it last year where I have 30 albums or no, 28 albums, 28, 29, depending on February, um, 28 or 29 albums that I've never listened to, um, listen to them one a day and tweet about it. So I'm on day 12 now. So I've been listening to a bag of albums. The first day I listened to uh, Mama's Gun. Mm. Flawless album. Um, yeah. Big yeah. up my soul, Aquarians. Boy. <laughs> Only him. Um, yeah. Great album. Then I listened to uh, Janet Jackson, the, Le- the Velvet Rope. Okay. I think that's her best album. Yeah, it was all right. It was kind of dated. Just all right? It was kind of dated to me. Damn. It was kind of dated to me. Some of those guitar riffs. Some, and some of those like non-Uma productions mm. were kind of like, okay, yeah. This is definitely 96. But it's cool though. It's, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's a cool album. And then yeah, it's been it's been ranging from like Led Zeppelin to Popcorn to um, Mariba to Soundgarden, a bag of different genres: grunge, um, techno, um, ambient, dancehall. Obviously, um, today I listened to George Ben Africa Brazil, which is like a seventies album. Um, it's like tropical rock uh, coming out of Brazil, which is really good. And the one rap album that I listened to outside of the MWE was Saba's new album, Few Good Things, which is really, really good. Um, it's got a dope verse at the last track from Black Thought and just generally just a very, very good album. Saba, if you don't know, he's a rapper from Chicago. He's been dropping music for about five, six years. Um, yeah, very much underrated in this thing. Um, part of Pivot Gang. Um, and yeah, just doing this thing quietly and slowly but surely. So big up Saba and big up everybody that I've listened to thus far with MWE as well. Next time you were doing this um, this exercise, can I contribute to the albums? As in you give them a list as well? Yeah. Okay. I'd love to. I've got Brown Sugar on my list. Have you listened to Voodoo? Nope. Okay. But I've never listened to Brown Sugar albums. Okay, yeah. I wanted to start yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's I'm, good. I'm Have you listened to any of these albums? Nope. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Black the last one. Yeah. Okay. The right. last one. I think that's day like 20? What's the worst album you've listened to so far? The worst, um, and the best. To be fair, there hasn't been a worst album. No, no album has been bad. Oh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe the one I enjoyed the least 
maybe Mariba. The, the jungle is the only way. Okay. I wasn't entirely moved by that one. Yeah. But generally, I've had a good I've had a good time listening to all of them. I've got Tracy Chapman in here. Okay. D'Angelo. Got Bob Dylan. Um, I've got Soul to Soul. Mm. Got TLC. Oh, their first album. And I'm finishing with Amy Winehouse, Frank. Okay. All right, fair enough. So yeah, just Is that the only Amy album that you've listened to or will be listening to? Uh, that's the only one I will be listening to. I've listened to back to back. Does it have to, to be back. a new artist every day? Sorry. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a way for me to listen to classic albums that I yeah. haven't had a chance to listen to. No, next time, let me contribute. What would you contribute, sir? Um, just mainly R&B albums. I think hip hop, you've kind of got that covered. Why don't you do it both ways? I think I don't. I don't know if there are any hip hop albums I could give him that he hasn't listened to. Would you? Would you do what Yemi's doing? If yeah, Yemi sure. gives you a list. Oh, you would do it. Yeah, for sure. Why don't we do this? Why don't we each give each other a list? That'd be dope. That'd be dope. And then we do it on a podcast on the Twitter on the podcast on Twitter. Like you know how you do one album a day. Let's see what we think. Can do. Yeah, I'm down. All right, all right, bro. I mean, we could do this anytime. Yeah, doesn't have to be February. Yeah. So Yemi, you make me a list. Okay. Um. I make Mo a list and then Mo makes me a list. Right. I make you, you make him. No, I make you. Yeah. You make him, he makes me. Okay, yeah, cool. No, but he's making your list. I make you, you make him. True. So I make peace. We'll figure this out, Paul. <laughs> we'll do this off the pod. We'll figure this off the pod. We'll figure this off but we're on to something here. We're on to something. We are, we are, we are. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. What? If I don't give Pete a little baby, little Dirk, little what? Little tech Here's the thing. When he was talking about mainly R&B albums, it's a trap. Why is it a trap? Oh, don't worry. This is, this is a good thing. You're going to have me listening to like Summer Walker, Autumn Stroller. You're going to have me listening no, to it all works. these men. Yeah, yeah, it all works. Not, not necessarily. Oh, no, yeah, it's going to work. It's going to work. Ooh, and you need to go through the album. Not necessarily. Of oh, course. Cool. You I'll, have to I'll, go through. Oh, 100%. It's going to work. It'll yeah, be really fun. It's necessary. It's going to be really fun. He's definitely going. Because uh-huh. he allows me to just broaden my horizons as well. Don't lie. But be, 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 actually like put some stuff on it. We'll, we'll Do you know it. what I mean? I'll mix it up. Actually good I'll though. I'll mix it up. I'll mix it up. Give him a little tech up. You can't include Wretch. You can't include anybody from Tottenham. I know what I'm going to do with him. It'll mainly be, I'll try as much as the new people as I can. For Pete, no, you should. Pete's locked Both off everything sides, else. Though. Yeah, you get US and you. Yeah, Pete's locked off. Pete knows music. The best thing I could do for Pete would be UK and US new artists, really. Yeah, like post twenty ten. Yeah, I accept that. That's fine. Yeah, give him some house as well. Give him some electronic music. You will need to give me that. Right. I'm trying to think of what yeah. rap I could give Yemi that he wouldn't have heard though. Impossible. That'd be quite difficult. No, I think I could. I could do it. I could do it. I think it would be more on a street side of stuff. And then what Yemi's gonna line me up? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be easy. Because I don't think Yem would have listened to like them early G-Unit mixtapes. Do you know what I mean? Or Dips, yeah. 50 fit mixtapes and yeah, stuff like that. The so, lots. Yeah, so I think on the streets. If you just want me to slang on the corner, tell me, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's listened to Rock Marcy, he's listened to Matt Comey. I've not listened to Rock Marcy. Have you not? No. I still haven't. I'm sorry, bro. Look at the disappointment. Look at the disappointment. Sorry, we need to start recording the I've podcast live, guys, full time. No, the but disappointment in Peter's face would have gone viral. I've never Wait, you seen... have? No, I swear you have. Yo, he's no. screwing his face. No, never have. I've been quite clear with that. Like, I haven't yet, but I'm getting to it. Audience, for you, quite for clear. those that can't see, Peter is screwing his face every which way right no, now. No, it's not It's not from disappointment. It's more from surprise. Yeah, you're shocked. I feel, shot, like, I feel like he's quoted a bar. He's quoted a, yeah, I've quoted a bar, bar on a Willie the Kid you. With Alchemist. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Cool. All right, I remember asking you, um, how would you rank um, Marcy's albums? And then you asked me, have you listened? I was like, no, I haven't, I haven't yet. But it's on the list. Definitely on the list. Okay, yeah, I'll just I'll add some of those then. Yeah. 
Right, cool. It was his birthday yesterday as well. So yeah, yeah, peace, peace to the God. It's peace to the God. Also, I want to send a shout out to, uh, obviously, Mo mentioned Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg has been in the news this week. He successfully acquired Death Row Records and he'll be dropping his new album back on Death Row on Death Row Records. I mean, obviously, Death Row, home of Tupac, home of Snoop, home of Dr. Dre for a little bit, founded by Suge Knight, and now... It's in Snoop Dogg's possession. How do you feel, lads? That's big. That's, that's big, big that's, man. That's, for, that's, for an artist that started, helped started the label. To full now, circle. Yeah, to now it's own it. It's, it's nice. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And he started off the right way with the Hit Boy song. He did. He started off the right way mm. as well. So salute to him, man. More power to him. Where do we think Death Row's going now? Want me to be honest with you? Please do. Nowhere. But I don't think that's Snoop Dogg's fault. Mm. I just think there's only so much you could do with a new label in 2022. Even though it's our only, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't see what Death Row can do in 2022. I'm just more happy of the full circle. It'll be difficult to like shake off the history of the label in it and the nostalgia that yeah. comes with that. But I won't say that they can't do anything because it depends on who they sign and stuff. I think Snoop was very instrumental in Benny the Butcher signing to Def Jam. So if he's able to do stuff like that, then you never know. I can only imagine who he can track to the new Death Row. So I'm quite interested to see how that works. I'm, I'm a big Death Row fan as well. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm really no looking way. forward to what. Shut up! <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to what comes, and I'm hearing that. Um, I guess as part of him buying the label or owning the label, he might own some of the back catalogue as well. That's the name so of that dropped. Might, yeah, so I've, some of that might get released. Like Lady of Rage, I don't think she ever dropped her album off that label. Um, <laughs> Danny Boy, the singer that was on there as well. I'm sure some Park stuff was on there that hasn't been released as well. Um, I feel like. Um, Dog Pound probably still have some unreleased music. Dr. Dre as well. Who else was signed there? I wonder if Craig, because Craig Mack signed to Craig Mack was signed there. Yeah, so I wonder if like that album will be released at all. That'll be techie though. Why? He's like a minister now, right? He's dead. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward I, to seeing what, what, what happens. I hope they could do something with it. I'm supporting yeah. it. Snoop has got his executive hat on now. So I feel like he's Salute in a zone where he wants to build Death Row and make it something else that kind of outgrows its legacy. So let's see where it goes, man. We it's it's nice to see though. I love artists stepping into that, man. It's important for more of us to own our oh, genre. Gosh, yeah. And the more execs that we produce, the more control that we have as well. Like song. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Salute to Snoop Dogg. We'll be watching. All day. For sure, for sure. And uh, to bring the mood down just a little bit, um, we wanted to send our thoughts and prayers with um, Isaiah Rashad, uh, the TDE rapper, who essentially a tape an order, like a video has been surfacing over the web over the last couple of days of um, him um, involved in sexual activity with other men, um, essentially being outed um, against his will. And yes, yeah, basically sparked a whole conversation about, you know, hip hop and how we react to stuff like that. So um, yeah, we wanted to send our thoughts and prayers to Zay Rashad. Obviously he's been going through depression for quite a long time. He only just came back to the game last year with his album, The House Is Burning, after like a five-year absence. So for this to happen to him, when he's like kind of on a better path towards like being better, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very, uh, it's a very sad thing to happen. So love and light to him um, yeah, and real. everyone involved and everyone associated with him. Yeah, uh, love and light, man. Yeah. Love and light. Always. Fuck the person who leaked it. And, was, and that's that. On that, the backlash shows you. I don't sidetrack. The reaction that he got, does that show you growth in hip hop? If you get what, compared to if it was 30 years ago? No. 
Because I feel well, like he got defended a lot as opposed to the, it would have been if it was... Yeah, a lot of artists came out in his defence, which yeah, was exactly. fantastic to see. And fans but, as well. But, fans, there were, but there yeah. was still quite a bit of ignorance. That's always going to be there. But I'm just saying the support negativity, he got, yeah. you think it's... It depends on what you're valuing more. Are you valuing the positivity or the negativity more? For me, the fact that we're still having conversations about homosexuality or whatever he is, we don't know if he's actually gay, he could be bi. The fact that people still have a problem with that, for me, is always going to be a negative. Mm. I think the fact that people have come come out and supported him is is progressive. But I'd rather there be no negativity rather than a few people being positive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Salute to Isaiah Rashad, man. All day. Hope you're well. Um, stream his music as well. Always. Stream his music. His album, last album was really, really good. Well, I was thinking about J. Cole. He started off as a rapper who also produced his music, but he, to start off with, was a rapper. He started producing, and then as we saw his career develop and elevate, we started to question whether that was holding him back because... At a certain point, his album, his album making became a bit stagnant. His sound became a bit like mundane. Um, so that's why I thought, what, where's where's the difficulty there with multidisciplinary artists? And um, yeah, I just wanted to explore it with you guys. I think it's a it's an interesting one. I feel like with Cole, um, came in the game, rapper producer, all that good stuff. With with him, I feel like the beats. I mean, his rapping is obviously undeniable. We know he's one of the best out there. Is he as good a producer as he is a rapper? And are the two interlinked? I think if you take away his rapping and you look, you only listen to the production, you listen to the music, he's a decent enough producer. Hmm. And it kind of complements what he raps about and his rap style to an extent. But when you put them all together... It can kind of it can sound kind of jarring because you know how good he is on a lyrical tip. Why can't the production be a bit better, sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, with with that as well, I think if you're a rapper, you understand what when you're writing your bars. I think you understand what you want that to sound like. But do you though, or do you? I think you. you I think you have an idea. I think you out. You I know. think you have an idea. Depending on how musical of an MC that you are, then I think you have an idea, and I think that's why you're probably more inclined to want to produce for yourself and learn that art because you can provide, you would think that you can provide the backdrop to your own lyrics better than anybody else. But, that but in some cases, it can be, it can hold you back as well. Like it's, I think it's easier to be produced. Like there are so many talented musicians outside of rap that even they're produced. Like Stevie Wonder had producers, man. It's difficult to, to see beyond your own scope. But when you're producing your own music and you're writing the bars, it's very difficult to see the whole picture. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's where the difficulty comes in. I think more rappers and more artists should be able to produce because it's just a skill. Like if you're going to become a musician, that's just a great skill to have. If you don't have the connections, which I'm sure Cole didn't have in the beginning, yeah, you make the music yourself. You produce yourself. As you get more and more in this game and you network a bit more and you get more contacts with producers naturally you're probably going to fall back a little bit because of what you said about the scope if J. Cole was to go to Metro Boomin Metro Boomin will have a a different idea of how J. Cole might sound over his beats than J. Cole might sort of thing mm. so it's good to have that understanding of like your limitations um, but I feel like rapper producers maybe these days or maybe since like 
the early 2000s. Because we're not counting Kanye, are we? Because he's a producer rapper, yeah, right? Yeah. Cool. All right, in that case then, who are other rapper producers? Because uh, I had a list, but I think my list is kind of like done out now because I think M, rapper producers. Eminem. Boy. Skeptic to count? No, because he started off as a DJ. He was a DJ to begin with. That's fair. Mac Miller. Mac Miller was a rapper first, then became a producer. Yeah, I think Tyler, the creator. I think... Hmm, I don't know about Tyler, you know. What, you think he was a producer first? I think he was both first. As he, he came into the game doing both? Yeah. He came into the game doing both. So, he's a weird one. Mm. I don't know where I would put him. He's very much a rapper that produces, a producer that raps. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm not a fan of rapping rappers produce their own songs. Depending yeah. on how far they do it. Why not? Like Cole had three albums where he was the sole producer. I don't think that could ever be the winning formula. Are you talking about his commercially released yeah, albums his mixtape? No, it's commercially released albums. All right, cool. Well, just solely, KOD was him, yeah. Boy Eyes Only was him, and I believe once in a lot of it was him as well. But he also produced his mixtapes. Yeah. But the mixtapes, but a lot of the mixtapes sometimes was a double over an old song. Or like he would just get an old song and maybe get that sample and work over it. Mm. Whereas on his album, it's fresh beats for him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think when you're so tunnel vision and you are a great rapper, I don't think it can work without having an excess, um, uh, another producer next to you. Because you don't, when you feel like you know what you need, I don't think it's, it can always work like that. You do need another ear because when you're rapping something and you feel like I need a production to go around this, you're so tunneled vision that it's, if you don't see it the way you do, it's it can't work. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. all you want is the way you want it. You're not always the best judge of your of own. your own music yeah. because you're it's internal bias. You're in it. You're in. You're in it. It's like it's, it's internal like, bias. You're it's gonna like, feel it's like, like it's hot no matter what. It's like an onion. It's like an onion. Like you're in it. You huh? can't huh? bare layers, bare layers, and you making your music is the layer. Do you know what I mean? And when you're in it, when you're making your own music and you're writing your own bars, you can't really pull yourself out because you're stuck into it. Yeah, and you're naturally gonna think it's hot. You're gonna walk away thinking it's hot. You're gonna walk away thinking the bars I just laid down and the production I laid down, yeah. well, it goes is, together. Well, this but that's what you need a producer for to be like. Okay, so what if he's executively produced or co-produced? But it's an actual, like a, a hit boy, for example, is the one that's co-producing it. For instance. That works. I just feel like when you're a rapper that produces, but your sole focus is a rapper, you can't get every balanced view from it when it's you producing it. But I want to moonwalk a little bit. I hear what you guys are saying. It's very weird because someone like J. Cole can produce all his work, think it's hot, and then release it, and then be told that it's not. Does that then invalidate how he feels about his own music? Because the masses aren't feeling it. To a degree, yeah. When you, when you've, when, when you give out your music, it's no longer yours. It's there for public opinion. Um, Do you think that's why he went to- Opinions are subjective, but if more people are telling you that it's whack than it's good, then that's a, a bit of an indication on a lot of stuff too, unfortunately, but that's just the reality of it. Do you think that's why Cole went to go get a producer in his last album? Because yeah, of the backlash. Yeah, he heard us. You think that was the- He heard us. He heard us. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that's why? Uh, but look at the way it worked. Mm. The minute you give him producers, well, Yem, do you, what do you think? Because it sounds like you feel like it's not fair for us to criticise his productions if he thinks it's dope. A part of me is thinking that because, listen, if you make something that you've dedicated yourself to 
and you think it's really good everybody around you thinks it's really good and then you release it and other people tell you that i mean a lot of people are telling you it's crap i don't know if it's necessarily fair i mean it probably isn't fair to then say or for that person who put all their work in their heart and soul into that work to go back on it and say oh man i really missed with this one but he doesn't have to agree yeah but that criticism is fair though in my opinion I think I think criticisms are fair because I think it's fair if you drop out a project and it's not it. I think we're really moving our rights to tell us, tell you, yo. But I feel you, like you do need something to change here because mm. Cole consistently kept producing his songs. Mm. But I feel like the majority of people who are being told that it's whack will probably accept. Actually, yeah, we'll probably accept that everybody else thinks it's whack and that'll probably change their view of it, sort of thing. It's like Eminem. Eminem dropped Revival, then he dropped Kamikaze because everybody said Revival was cack, which it was. So, so it's kamikaze. Yeah. So it can change people's opinion of that piece of work that they put out sort of thing. And obviously Eminem being a rapper producer as well, kind of relevant to the conversation as well. So, And even on the point of Eminem, I feel like what album did he drop maybe like last year, the year before where he had more outside producers? I think it was a double was it, disc was album. Was Music To Be Murdered By? Yeah, exactly. And it seems like the critics were, they, they liked it a lot more. And it seems that because there was, you know, external production and that. So J. Cole's not the only artist that, you know, I mean, he struggles with that yeah. as well. Um, but there are also artists that, rappers that produce for themselves and don't miss. Like? like Rock Marciano. He hasn't missed, bro. He produces like the bulk of his own music. Oh, and, for real? Yeah. And his audience love it. There's not really been criticism. They would still love to hear him with like other producers and that, but there's been no criticism. So I think he, if he wasn't listening to his fans, then he could maybe question himself, but because it's been positive, you know what I mean? So it works both ways where listening to the fans could be useful because the fact he hasn't had any critique means that, you know what, he's doing something right. And if anything, it's just going to make him hone in on his craft even more so. Plus you can't really miss with his kind of production either. Don't do that. I'm just saying, bro. No, don't say it like that. Speak about yeah. it, Piyami. You can't yeah, really miss with that nah, kind of yeah, production. Don't let, you can. don't let the rock master you know. No, you can't. Because, no, no, because I'm. he's one of my favourite rappers ever. That's a fact. I don't fuck with all his production. I don't fuck with all his beats. I don't fuck with all his songs because of the beats, not the buzz. So you can miss. Yeah, but you still love the majority, right? Yeah. Of course you can miss every once in a while, but generally you can't really miss with that kind of old school dusty production you can man don't do that i'm talking about wide scale like if the alchemist was to drop five albums of pure that it's not going to be crap no yeah it won't be crap but you know there'll be some skippables of course but i'm not counting the skippables i'm talking about like a whole like catalog i'm yeah. not talking about the skippables of course trap there's a lot of like skippable stuff on there as well mm. but generally as a sound it's a great sound mm. the same thing with that that dusty stuff if future hops on a trap beat more time he's not missing if Rock Marciano makes a dusty beat, more time he's not missing. Can you stop calling it dusty? It just makes it sound like it's not clean. Do you know what I mean? You say dusty all the time, bro. Nah, but you're saying, I don't like the way you're saying it. Though. Okay. I want you to, can you like- We need a, we need a word for that old school sounding. What do you, what do you want what to call you, it? What, 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 if what it's not dusty, it? what, unclean? We know, oh, you, the drumless, you know what, you, drumless soul loops. You know what I mean as well though? Why are you making me do this? He doesn't know what you mean. Nah, because I just don't like your tone. Why? Because I already feel away at the fact that you haven't really listened to his catalogue. Oh yeah, true. And now you're like, you're you're kind of like, the way you're talking about his style of production is kind of like- It is dusty though. Like it's unclean. What is it then? Drumless. So what sounds better coming out of your mouth? Drumless or dusty? Pause. Drumless or dusty? 
<laughs> I'm joking. I'm, 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 I'm continuing. I'm, I'm not, sorry, I'm, say I'm that again. Drum- Drumless or Dusty? Which one sounds better? Drumless. Yeah. For this sake, for the sake of this argument, <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. When we can pull up so many episodes where you've said dust and I've never Yeah, but it's enough. you. It's you, bro. Yeah, me knows what he's doing, innit? Yeah, yeah, he knows what he's doing. You yeah. shut up. Bro, why am I shut up? Because I'm not saying- I'm Why not saying did it, I catch a straight? I'm not saying it any other- I'm not saying it any way. I'm saying it the same way that hip-hop, hip-hop fans and fans of rap Marciano say, why am I buying so much? I, I know, right? You bit hard, but um, I lie. Okay, but what about rappers like Big Crit? He produces a lot of his stuff too. Um, Big Crit does, yeah. And to begin with, it started off really good, but then at some point it started to, they had the J. Cole effect, where it just wasn't as effective. But how do you lot feel about it? Because that's my personal opinion. I don't think it was his production. What do you think it was? I, I just feel Big, Big Crit didn't, with the momentum he had, I just think mute, people just checked out. Yeah. I don't know, it's, I don't think it's the production why people checked out. I just yeah. think it's Big Crit. people Because I still listen to Big Crit. Yeah. But I think people just checked out, of, whether it's the production, him, whatever. I think people just checked out of Big Crit. I don't, I don't blame him for the production. Yeah, he still makes yeah. solid albums, but yeah. I feel like he missed his moment in the sun That's for whatever was. reason it was. I think it's because obviously he was on, was he on Def Jam? And yeah. That live yeah. from the underground and yeah. it didn't hit. I think then you saw like a real like, pe- you saw people turning off to him and I feel like he's still trying to play catch up to that. I don't think that's got, nece- I don't think there's necessarily anything to do with the sound because I think even the mixtapes even up, leading up to that, they were dope. They were Big Crit dope. still wraps his ass off, man. I like Big Crit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if we're going to say J. Cole is kind of like in that realm of like, okay, he needed outside help. But only until a certain point, because Friday Night Lights was fire to me. He produced the bulk of that. The warm-up was fire to me. He produced the bulk of that. The come-up come was an introduction, so... But is that his... A lot right. of the songs I liked... I don't want to cut you off, by the way. But a lot of the songs I liked, for example, was Uncharted on it, on Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And they used the puck. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 a lot of the songs I like was how often, how many of them were original productions? Um, too deep with the intro was original production, original, but like uh, some of it also was samples, right? Mm. Whereas with his, do you know what I mean? It's you feel like what there was liked. more covers, yeah, it was more covers and more stuff that we already liked. So we already the production was already in our head mm. from where we originally heard it. Mm. Where once KOD, KOD is all original to me, yeah, for, for uh, Forest Hills, Forest Hills Drive, yeah. Friday, uh. What's the other one? Born Sinner. Uh, and Born Sinner. Sideline Story. Sideline Story. Yeah. A lot of it was pr- original production. So it's like, you, Maybe it's he just easy ran out to of, check out. Maybe, but his production isn't bad. Maybe he just ran out of ideas. Crazy. I think KOD was bad. I genuinely think KOD was a no, poor... Music, nah, it wasn't a bad Music, that's one of his me, best albums. I just, I, yeah, I, I, think I think to me, that's his, I hate that album. I th- and I think that's the production, the rapping, I couldn't stand all of it. I think J. Cole, because he has to be creative as a rapper and creative as a producer, Maybe pr- production wise, he just ran out of ideas. Yeah, I think he thinks, and too that's deep very into easy it. to do. I that's think he thinks, it, I think he thinks too deep into it. He, the production and the rapping side of it got lost with him because I think he wanted to be just as much of a producer as he wanted to be a rapper. Mm. Whereas sometimes he, it's okay to be the rapper, and I feel like they need the rappers need to learn that. But his sometimes production can be effective. He, it, look what he gave Kendrick. It, he gave him his best ever beat, but that's because he Wait, gave that. What you mean, J Cole's best ever beat? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Not no, 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 no. Right. Cole's, Cole's high powers, Cole's best ever beat, in my opinion. Mm. But my point is he gave that to someone else. If he kept that, it might not have sounded the same. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like some rappers sometimes need to stay in the lane. I get you could produce, Standing but you don't need time. to do the 20 songs deep production album. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, I think going back to the idea thing, um, because you have to come up with the bars and you also have to produce. It's a hefty you're burning yourself. Yeah, you're burning both, you're burning candles at both ends sort of thing. So at some point, 
one of them is going to lack, whether it's the production or the rapping. And unfortunately, that's what we've seen with Cole. We may have seen that with Crit. Is Odyssey a rapper producer? Yeah. And how was he to you? Really, really good. He, he, yeah, he, he marries the two very, very well. Um, and it, was actually, it would actually be quite difficult to hear him over somebody else's production because I feel like he's perfected his sound. Um, and with each release, he just keeps getting better. So he's one of those that fit into that category of people that they nice themselves with beats. Who's the most... I don't mean to cut you off by this, sorry. I just want to ask a question. Who's the most commercial rapper, barcode that we can think of that produces the bulk of their records? So not like Rock Marcin, I'm talking about commercial, commercial. M. Um, it's been cack. I think M's got a lot of co-production though. Yeah, but still. Um, Tyler? Who, who done the last album? Was it, it wasn't Tyler, was it? Or yeah, I think he No, it was Tyler. That was his last album. I Did think he does all these shit. Yeah, see, and that to me, that's, that's how, it, that's perfection to me. And his last album. I think the production and the way he rap, he mm. hit the nail on the head. I think Kanye's been probably the most commercial. Kanye's the best at it, though, isn't it? But I look at Kanye as a producer. Same. Then a rapper. Yeah, same. I don't look at him as a rapper. So what we're getting at, basically, is you can be successful as a rapper producer if, as a producer, you've perfected the kind of sound you're going for. Rock Marcy, Odyssey. You said that they've all kind of perfected that sound. Yeah. Tyler. So, but there's they're, they're certain type of artists. Though. They're underground. So on the commercial tip... That's what I'm saying. If they were trying to be commercial artists, then it may not be as effective. So then we may start throwing them into this conversation of rapper producers that need to get production from elsewhere. Well, they know their lane, right? They know where they mm. stand mm. and they're going to serve that audience. It's probably harder for rappers trying to be more than just the underground. Yes. That's where it gets a bit techy. Yeah. Someone like Novelist, he produces his own stuff, right? And it's great. Exactly. But he's not trying to... Bl- yeah. That sounds mad, but he's not trying to like be like massively big. Yeah, you feel me? He's comfortable in his lane. Mm-hmm. So for those type of artists, it works. It's like Rock Marciano. He's comfortable in what he's doing. Yeah, he's the overlord of the underground. Exactly. Meanwhile, in the mainstream, you kind of have to do more accessible sounds. Yeah, which isn't akin to finding a kind of wall of your sound by yourself, sort of thing. And you- how many artists in that realm produce for themselves? In terms, no. rapper producers. Yeah, commercial. Not a lot, a lot. That says that. something, though. I can't name but it. But that's how it's meant to be, though. Is it? Opinion. Yeah, because I just think if everyone started producing their own songs, it won't go well. We don't know that. It won't. Yes, we do. From a commercial standpoint. Yes, we do. We just named two people, Eminem and J. Cole. Well, I mean, to be fair. Yeah, but they're, they're specific type of oh, artists, though. They're man. commercial. You don't think someone like a future... Or not, Travis what, could produce nah. their own stuff. Oh, Travis, 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 I can. But even outside Future, I definitely, rap. I can't see Future. Travis, even, I can't. Travis. Even outside of rap, like um, the Silk Sonic album, that's that's Bruno Mars mainly. Like That's probably why I didn't like it. <laughs> feel you. But, <laughs> but it was a wall of sound, a cool, it was funk. Basically, if he would have let Anderson pack, if he let pack lead that it. thing, it would have been a much nicer project. You're probably right. But, he kind of perfected that kind of sound, even though it was like Reborn Funk, but it's who's who's counting. Um, and it was it was fairly successful for what it was. So maybe I don't want to say it's just a rap problem, but I think it is because there are so I'm sorry, I'm to cut you off, but there are so many artists outside in, in different genres that don't have this issue. Bruv, Prince released thirty albums, bruv. This guy was producing all that shit himself, and he was hit after hit after hit, specifically in like the eighties. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yo, it has to be a rap problem. It is a rap problem, I think, in terms of the way we view our art is different to 
how anyone else views any other. Do you know what I mean? The mm. way we are built is internally yeah. with rap. Yeah, it's it's comp- everything plus, is competition. Plus a lot We're of quick genres. to say something's not good. Yeah. Plus a lot of the other genres become popular music in and of themselves, exactly. like punk, like funk and all that stuff. Whereas rap, we very much have to kind of go where the times are sort of thing. Um, and again, in other genres of music, all the greats had producers. Mike had, at some Mike, at some stages, yeah. Mike had uh, Quincy Jones. Mike had Quincy Jones. Some stages, yeah. yeah. There you go. Mike but he also co-produced a lot of those songs. Yeah. Well, his 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 name is on the credits. Supposedly they done the drums around Thriller around his him beatboxing. Sounds about right. Which is crazy. There you go. That's crazy. To Some of these artists surprised you as well, bro. A lot of these artists like have bands and stuff in it. So yeah. having somebody else produce for you could be seen as them being another member of your band. So it just. Yeah, sometimes just let them do the thing. That's all I'm asking for. Focus on the bars. Sometimes just and that's write, the maddest thing. Just write a 32. <laughs> that's the maddest thing. A lot of these rappers, yeah, they ain't even that nice like that. But they want to try and come and be producing their own stuff. My friend, will you concentrate on the bars, bro? I haven't had a good face. Do you want to take this pod to the next level and name some names? Yeah, I'll do it right now. I ain't, had a nice, I ain't got no names. And I do one. <laughs> I ain't had a nice 32 from Eminem in about 25 years. Why do you keep doing it? That's a lie. What was the last time you... All right, cool. Is this what we're doing? Why are we doing Give this? me the last nice 16 you heard from Eminem. But I don't really listen to M anymore, so. So what was the last time you He's heard? still nice though, man. We ain't gonna do that. Listen, his EPMD- Let's be honest, bro. He's still nice. Yeah, of His EPMD is. remix verse after about 20 oh, bars. Oh, Nas. Yeah. After 20 bars. <laughs> he should've stopped after 20 bars. What'd he say? If he had stopped before he started the hibbity hibbity hibbity, then it, I would've said it was a great, well not great, but it was a good verse. So he hasn't given us a nice 32 in about. 32? Yeah. Well, I've not been listening to Eminem for about a decade, so. Uh, that's fair. So it is what it is. But stick to the bars, man. I it feels up to me. My rappers were. I'll be honest with you. I'll in a perfect world, my rappers will stick to rapping, and the producers stick to producing. Mm. Now, I'm not saying you can't produce when you want to. I'm just saying. So there's so many great producers out there you can take ideas from. I don't see why you wouldn't want to do it. I get it. You want to be. It's your art. But there's so many producers out there. Why won't you wanna pick a tree from Timbo? Be- because or it's something? their art, bro. I get it. Though. It's their art. It is, but. Art. It should you should want to seek it if you know what I mean. Like what? Nah, nah, I don't know about should. Nah, I should, why would I shouldn't? You? I shouldn't, I shouldn't want to seek it. I shouldn't nah, want to not seek. want to seek it. But it's like if I was an MC and I could produce for myself, I would make a lot of my own music. But, but you're telling me you would, but want because I'd want to like just try different things, then I'd probably seek out a producer. That's what I'm saying. But not all artists have that control freaks. Oh, Artistic people are they musicians. Control. They're control freaks. It's their project. It's their it's baby. their baby. Yeah. Artists like you know sensitive to their shit to quote the great Erica Badu. So they may not, do you know what I mean? They may not want to incorporate someone yeah, else yeah, within yeah. something that's theirs. Yep. And I get it. I would I get it too. So it's me being selfish, isn't it? I just would love for the branch out. I mean, yeah, in an ideal world, they would be open to it. A lot of these rappers would be open to it, but you got to get them there. Yeah, you got to get them there. It's not going to be a thing where they wake up one day and they're thinking, okay, yeah, I want so-and-so to produce my, my, my album. You got to get them there first. Precisely. And if they get there, Cool. If they don't, then whatever happens will happen. No, I hear you. I hear you. It could work. I mean, it worked with Cole and Born Sinner for me personally, so it can work. It didn't really work with Born Sinner. I love Born Sinner. I wasn't going to be the one to say it. Uh, if I did it, I really, I fuck, that's my best album from Cole for me personally. It's not. I really fuck with Born Sinner. Hmm. I mean, after uh, last one. I think Born Sinner has the privilege of being next to some utterly horrible albums, so we look at it in a better light than maybe we should. Oh yeah, it did come around. It come around the Yeezus when Yeezus dropped, didn't it? No, no, I'm talking about Sideline Story. Oh, Rise Only. We're not doing nah, because straight after that was 2014. No, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, it's still standing next to in, in oh, J Cole's catalog. A lot of shitness. Some very below par albums. 
what I'm saying? Makes sense. So we look at Bournemouth. Well, you look at Bournemouth in a in a better light. It's like J Cole's take care. Ooh. No, that's I'll say Forest Hills Drive is his take care. The way people try to elevate take care to a classic, people try yeah. to elevate yeah. Forest yeah. Hills to yeah. a classic. That would be his classic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out Cole. Shout out to all the rapper producers. Shout out Ron Marciano. Um, and yeah, shout out to Dust. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the Dust, man. Shout out to the Dust. Shout out to the Dust. All right, guys, we're going to move on to the second topic of today. We're going to get into our conspiracy bag. Ooh, um, it's definitely conspiracy. <laughs> the guy who says, ooh, is the one who came up with this topic. But um, Shock. <laughs> for real. <laughs> but uh, we basically want to talk about, <laughs> I don't even know how you intro this, but um, we want to talk about whether there is <laughs> a systematic <laughs> attempt ooh. by the powers that be. The other man. In the music industry to dumb mm. us the viewing and listening public down mm. with the type of music that they push into the world. Mm. Peter. Yes, sir. As the inventor of this topic and the best user of the word systematic. <laughs> what made you think of this topic, bro? Uh, I can't wait for this. Old head alert. Yeah, it's going to sound like that, isn't it? Um, You're an old head, so it's cool. Yeah, I guess. I've had this thought for time. Really? <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna lie, man. I've had this thought for time. When you look at, I guess, the music that is deemed to be the most popular and you look at the artists that are deemed to be the most popular, they all seem to have the same sort of things in common, the same sort of sound in common, um, content, same sort of stuff. Um, and it just... For a time, it kind of felt like there just wasn't much range within hip hop. So it just kind of got me thinking like, what's what's going on here? Why does it seem to be only one type of sound that is pushed commercially? Just for context, do you mean now music or just- I'm talking about now, but we can reference the past as well because it started in the 90s. That's what I'm gonna say, yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm also talking about now. Um, so it just got me thinking as to whether there's something more sinister to it. Like, is there something where these labels are only propelling and pushing certain type of artists and a certain type of sound? And that sound is trap, where the content is mainly about selling drugs, killing, um, a bit of misogyny. I'm just wondering, I wanted to discuss it with my comrades. 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 Do you not feel like there is a systematic something going on even if it's not necessarily dumbing us down is there something to it to where only one thing is being pushed and there's not really much balance within the commercial realm of hip-hop well it's a great question i feel like it's gonna be a fun one it's gonna be a fun one popular rap music is very much based on a few tenants um and if you want to go back to the 90s when it was gangster rap and, you know, the presentation of, you know, black men and black women in that space um, to the present day with trap, um, with the drugs and, you know, the sex and all that kind of stuff. Um, from a very, like, macro level, they're pushing the stuff that sells. Um, and the stuff that sells is the kind of more stereotypes about black people. Um, 
that, you know, non-black people and non-black listeners of hip hop are interested in listening to, um, whether that's to really get a glimpse of what it is to be black and to be in the black community or because they want their already predetermined views of black people to be confirmed. Um, and that's been going on for time. Um, I feel like in today's day and age, it's probably less damaging for the for the black community than maybe it was in the 90s. Why do you feel that? Because I feel like in the 90s, especially with like people, like especially in America, who was that person? Was it Dolores Tucker? Okay. Yeah. Delo- who was attacking like gangster rap yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't the only one, but yeah. She wasn't the only one. But so, Park mentioned there, innit? Huh? Park mentioned there in the song. Yeah. 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 Whereas compared to now, we don't necessarily get as much like uproar about trap music or the commercial rap that we hear um, on the radio and all that stuff. It's kind of just, it's kind of just there. It's like furniture now. Mm. Whereas back then, maybe when it was new and hip hop from what it was in the 80s, mm. evolving into what it became in the 90s as far as like the imagery of like, um, rappers um, and women and the sex and the misogyny and the word bitch, the word, the N-word and all that kind of stuff. It was new, it was fresh. It was frightening for a lot of communities, especially within our own. So there were concerted attempts to kind of quell that, to, to, to kind of like, not kill, but, you know, dampen and lessen the noise that gangster rap and commercial rap at the time was, was, was basically. So, I feel like even in, in today's day and age, it might not be as like bad um, in terms of like how damaging it might be. But to the question of whether there's a systematic attempt, I'm not going to say it's not. I'm not going to say this argument doesn't have legs because it does have legs. Um, and I feel like it's definitely something worth discussing. Mm. Um, what do you think, Mo? Um, do I think there's a systematic attempt? Yo, I can feel the tension in the room. Because you know what it is? It's such a tricky one to answer. Yeah, like, yeah. do I think it's the record label saying what should be, they can't de- decide what's hot. At the end of the day, yes, we, they absolutely I can. think we do as consumers a lot as well though. Regardless if they can, we still are the ones that say what's hot or not. Yeah. It's a chicken and an egg. It thing. is to a certain degree. Because if I say to you, who's in the top five, you're going to say Puck, right? Yes. And he was doing it in the 90s, right? Yes. Do you get what I mean? So we still decide what we think is. You can't use me as a measuring stick. Are you not a fan? Yes, but bro, most people that listen to music these days are even our age, man. They love a lot of the commercial stuff that's like being released now. So I'm not a good measuring stick. Not you personally, though. I'm saying, but we as fans are the ones that decide what's hot. Are you talking about we in this not room? Not we in this room. About- I'm just saying the people that listen to hip hop. Okay. To a degree. To a degree. But if we... How can I put it? Oh, it's such a tricky one. I feel like it's a chicken and egg thing. Um, I'll use Giggs as an example. Obviously, Talking the Hardest came out. He got signed off the back of that. So that was the streets determining what's hot for the labels to then sign sort mm-hmm. of thing. But there are other examples, I'm sure, of labels seeing a trend, trend forecasting, as is now the popular phrase, um, and kind of gauging and channeling a strategy towards making music for their artists around that trend. So it's very much like what came first. And I think in some situations, you can say it's the label kind of manufacturing it, Mm -hmm. but you can also say it's the streets and us as fans kind of seeing something and it propelling. It was, but so if we go back to the 90s, 
when there was an issue with Dolores Tucker or whoever I was making comments about what because Snoop was a big one that they were going at as well yeah. but we're the ones that decided obviously we were young then but I'm just saying the fans back then are the ones that decided nah these are our people we're going to still listen to Snoop we're still listening to Puck we're still listening to NWR do you get what I mean so it's like if we've now decided that but that man were already hot but why were they hot? The labels, okay, but, the why labels, they, the label, but why were they hot? The labels had already put the, the necessary money in you think it was propelling the, them into a certain point. So by that time, we had already loved them. So we weren't going to throw these people in the bin. But we've but all, we, but we, the, still, the but we, but we also decided that music's hot, the music was hot. Yeah, of course. The streets. Yeah. To a degree. To a degree, bro. The streets can only take it so far. Yeah, because... Up, up until the, a certain point, the labels now come in and be like, all right, cool, you know what? Boom. We're pushing this. Yeah, because... This is but be the new but why do they push it though? Because the streets fucked with it. Um, it depends on it depends on the stance you want to take. Me personally, I feel like they pushed it because there was less of a message in a lot of that type of music. A lot of the gangster shit. There wasn't. Do you not just think there wasn't really much of a message there, and it was easier for that to be pushed because it's easier to cross over. But then, because um, what you gonna? That's objective. It's easier to cross over. I don't know. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. Wait. Say the say the 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 so certain songs mm. you're gonna more likely hear that in a club the ones that are disrespectful the ones that are then you are then I know I can from Nas <laughs> so like as much as we well, I never want to hear Nas I can in a club do you get what I mean though so at the end of the day no but that's my point though so oh, as yeah. much as they are dominant Dan we are also the ones that are going this is what I want to hear in a club though I might be fast forwarding the conversation but do we not have to look at ourselves and the kind of music that we're making Tell me more. So, when we talk about, you know, fucking bitches, money, cash holes, all that kind of stuff, we could argue that the label's making them do this stuff. We could also say that this is something that the artist wants to do. The artist wants to put out music that is that kind of topic and that subject matter, knowing that that it's going to be popular and it's going to be successful. That's going to help their bottom line, help them rise in the ranks, help them become a big fixture, whilst also dumbing down what commercial rap can be. Okay. So do we not have to look at ourselves a little bit as well and the type of music we're making? Because there's loads of mainstream rappers. There's also a lot of conscious rappers. The mm -hmm. conscious rappers aren't getting the time of day as much because they're being drowned out by the mainstream rappers who know that if they rap about selling drugs, shooting people, fucking bitches, it's going to get them more attention and get them more plays. Well, what if that's all they know? Not all they know, but what if that's the life they come from? What if they really do come from killing people, fucking women, and making money? The like, what if that's their life? Yeah. I can't tell a man from Harlem to, if he wants to come up and all he's rapping is about selling drugs, if that's the life he's lived, regardless of it dumbing it down for us or not, we should be able to still appreciate that's all he knows. Yeah. It's art, right? I'm not, I want to be clear of what I'm saying in it. I appreciate and understand that different people come from different walks of life isn't it? and you're going to express what you know that's that's fine isn't it but there was a certain time in hip hop so you're going to sound like such a fucking old head you are an old head you know please what? Just accept, accept, just accept this it, man. I will move. My heart is there was a certain point in rap here where it seemed like the music being made was mainly coming from a place where there was a political message it was there was a lot of um black pride associated to the music being pushed and promoted and made um and it just seemed a lot more um responsible at a certain point 
it kind of felt like there was a shift and suddenly the public enemy <laughs> i even listen to public enemy the public shout enemy, shout out to public enemy. All day, shout out to I think I have to say that because people think you're out here listening to public enemy. I'm, a, I'm, a old, I'm sounding like an old head, didn't it? <laughs> so, wait, you're, you think it's going to make you sound less like an old head by not mentioning them? No, but you know, just I don't, I haven't really listened to them like that, but I acknowledge their status as legends. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> um, What's wrong with this guy? But yeah, so shit, I forgot what I said. Um, yeah, so there they came a point where, you know, the public enemies and the X-Clans and the flipping brand Nubians and... Question though, Pete. Who have, all these other artists that were coming through, Rakims and that in the 80s that had a message and stuff like that, they stopped being pushed. Were they ever mainstream though? Because I feel like at that time, we didn't really have a mainstream or underground. It was kind of all in the same kind of field. I feel like. I think there was a shift between mainstream and underground. I think, and shout out to Justin Hunt. He said it was around 96 when De La Soul dropped Stakes as High. Mm. Nas dropped It Was Written. Mm. There was a clear divide. No, there was a shift before that. Okay. I think there was a shift when NWA came out. Cool. That's yeah, that, when, was, that was a shift. Yeah. Was there, a- there, were, there were gangster rappers that came, that preceded them just before, but none were as popular as them. You know but I mean? they so, also- So when they came through and it was very effective, that shifted a lot, man. But it, it, it allowed artists from that ilk to make the same type of music. And I guess that's what the label saw and thought, you know what, this could be profitable. Let's push more of that. Let's stop pushing that. But I disagree with you to a certain degree because didn't KRS-One rap about an underage minor once? Criminal Minded. And when did that drop? 87? Do you get what I mean? So it's, But he was still conscious. But look what he's rapping about, mashing an underage girl. He was conscious and gangster. He was Give me more context people. though, because I haven't listened to this. Like, there's a song, I don't, I don't know it verbatim, but I've heard it where he, essentially the girl's 14 and he's moving to her. And in the video, you see him moving to her as well. And generally, like when he first came out with BDP, Criminal Minded was a lot more gangster than conscious. Mm. So as much as there was conscious, there was still fuckiness that's going on amongst it. Mm-hmm. So th- even at its core, when it first came out, that was still around. So you're saying that it was always there. It was always there. Just so you're saying that the labels always. No, I do think there's some. Crim- I do think labels are. They do push certain things, but I think at the same time, it's always been there. My point being. Yeah, it's a thing of what again it balance came isn't first. it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. And that balance is fine, and that's probably a different conversation. But when something is being pushed more than the other, or there's only one thing being pushed. That's where like someone like me starts looking at it with the side eye and kind of looking at the whole scope of things. And that's kind of where I've been at for a while. Well, Pete, it's not in the label's best interest to push the more positive stuff if it means they're making less money. So you've answered my question? Uh, the label's going to push- It doesn't have to make less money though. It comes down to promotion. I was listening to an interview with um, Lord Jamar and he was talking about, because somebody asked him a similar question. Like when all these gangster rappers were coming out and making all these tunes yeah, that were essentially like, um, encouraging the destruction of our communities. Where were all the conscious rappers? Why did they stop? Why didn't they diss them, man? Lord Jamal was like, no, we did. We were going at them, man. But you just weren't hearing it because the labels weren't putting money behind budgets no more. So, like, who's to say it doesn't, it yeah, can't but, make money. Yeah, but, but if the label's not pumping it, then of course it ain't going to make people. Yeah, if but, no one's seeing it, of course it ain't going to make money. But I also think it's not as easy to say we're going to pump money in this and it's going to become successful. Like, 
Bro, but if you're, if you're, if you're there's, there's programming and conditioning though, bro. These labels do it all the time, bro. Yeah, but cool. Like, if you look at the, just look at us, look at like music now, look at hip hop now, bro. Like we're definitely programmed to enjoy some bullshit. That's a 100% these labels do that. No, I give them that. It's true though. These labels definitely do that, bro. Like if you look at that, listen, actually listen to some of the music being made, man. A lot yeah, of it's cool. crap. But we are so conditioned and programmed to where we listen to it so much and it's kind of like, oh, this is okay. actually all right. All right. But come on, man. Do like, you, th- do you in your heart of hearts think that Talib Kweli, I Try would be as popular as any Drake song if it was pushed the same way? No. So it's not as easy as to say, give him the right amount of promotion and it's going to be successful. I'm not, it's saying, be I'm not saying that it's easy, but that's, we can't ignore that scope though. We can't ignore the power in promotion. We can't ignore the power in having the backing of a label, bro. We can't. I'm not ignoring it, but I'm saying it's just not, I don't think it's going to be as effective. Even if the label Because of the content. The biggest amount of money behind it. I don't think it's going to be as effective it's, because of the content. It's never going to be. I mean, now, yeah, because <laughs> hip hop's in a certain place. Even if, But back then, you back can't when, tell me this. You can't, play, you can't pose this argument. Back, back when though? Back in like ni- early 90s, you couldn't, you can't pose this argument, bro. That's, but then so, there wasn't well, a mix. Hang on, it's hang like, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yemi's <laughs> about to get any Yeah, No, so let's say Black Star Definition. Is that as successful as California Love? Because no. it was on a label. It was on uh, Raucous. But Raucous is a different type of label. Everything you say, I've got a response for. Raucous, Look, was, Raucous was an underground label, bro. It, wasn't they, it definitely didn't have as much money as um, Death Row by Interscope. Cool. By Universal. Come on, man. Fine. But again, we were at that point where conscious rappers, cool, they were about, but... There wasn't as labels may not have seen as much of an investment in them because of the content. Yeah, but bro, that that had happened when the shape of hip hop had already kind of been shaped. We had already seen it. it we had already seen like the split between the mainstream shiny suit polished type of sound versus the underground. So, what Blackstar were making were more the underground stuff. But by that point, we had already we knew what it was. was the distinction the, the distinction right. was already made that. All right, cool. This t- if you make this type of music, you can be as successful as this. If you make this type of music, you're only going to go but so far. When- so that's what happened there. You can't compare um, fucking Black South to California. All right, fine. When do you think the split was? Probably around like 95, 96. 95, 96. Around that time. So Around like when Bad Boys started really becoming popular, when Death Row really started becoming popular as well. But... The precursor of that was like when the content in the music started changing. That's when it made it easier for certain men from the streets to enter the game and make a certain type of music and that be the predominant type of rap being made. Okay. So if we're going to compare someone like Poor Righteous Teachers. Yes. They were around what? They started what? Like 92, 93? Something like that. Um, I'm sure because we didn't have an underground, we didn't have labels like Raucous. I'm sure they were on major labels or labels that had, that were a subsidiary of major labels. Um, are Paul Righteous teachers at that point more successful or as successful, or is their message being propelled as much as let's say an NWA or Tupac or people like that? Of course that? they weren't. And that's not to say that some of these artists weren't on labels that weren't, pushing them providing them funds to promote their music they were but because at that time even though you were seeing the the distinction between different type of hip-hop being made that sound 
wasn't all the way defunct. Like you could still make pee off that, but it just weren't going to be as much as what other men, certain other men were making. So you were still going to have groups like Poor Righteous Teachers, like, you know, making music, putting videos out there and making a little bit of pee. But I don't think that's an indication that labels still weren't, you know, masterminding some crazy so plan. So no matter what example that I put out, <laughs> there's going to be an element of the labels having a master plan to push us. Bro, the thing. labels dictate everything. We can't escape that. Yeah, the pump, as much as we want to empower our I agree, artists, I agree with you there. That's one hundred percent it, bro. If the labels now decided that, and that's why I think it's, it's not just the labels that are dumbing us down, though. No, the artists have a responsibility as well, of course. And the fans. I mean, the fans, by proxy of conditioning, have there's only so much control that they have as well. Not really. I think because you've you the same way you can find what you want. Right. So can the fans, right? Yeah, but not. How many fans are really into like thought-provoking shit commercially? Uh, and, this, and that's where the condition and the programming comes into it. And that's why I asked this question. Has there been a systematic attempt to dumb us down? Because now we're all at a point where like one sound and one type of hip-hop and content is popular. And that's all it is. Well, I think I, I personally think the labels and artists work in tandem. I don't think one is more to blame than the other. If that was the case, bruv, then... You wouldn't have someone like Lupe Fiasco having issues with Atlantic and releasing music and them saying, you're not releasing this album, it's not ready because he ain't got a single. So I don't think, I don't know if we can say that. And, and we've got bare labels that do that. Yeah, but we're at that point, they're at that point now with Lasers and Lupe where they don't think he, well, I mean, yeah, he dropped albums before that had singles and stuff and he wanted a fresh direction with Lasers and they weren't having it. Um, and that's fine. But I still think that's very much in the minority. I think the majority of artists that are on major labels want to do stuff that's more accessible, that's more commercial, more time, especially nowadays, because that's the climate we're in. Lupe is very much, I think, in the minority of people who wanted to do something different and the label stopped him because we were in the climate where we needed a single. So you don't think the accessibility has been shaped? Yeah, by the labels and the artists. Because again, it goes back to gangster rap. A lot of them come from that life. And that life and the way they rapped about it became popular. I think also and with it. that, the label saw that and was like, cool, we're doing this because it's popular. I don't, think, I don't think it is as potent with the kind of more conscious um, like subject matter mm. because it's not as popular. Because maybe if we're going to be very, very real, not as many people want to hear about that sort of stuff. They're empowering stuff. They just don't for whatever reason. Yeah, and listen, I'm I'm of that sometimes too. There's a time and place, of course, but once upon a time, that was all that was being made. But it's not all the label's fault that that's not the case anymore. That's all. Mm. It can't be. It can't just be the labels. Like, the labels aren't going to artists and saying, I'm going to sign you if you make this music. More often than not. It's going to be because a rapper has been doing bits of what he's been doing and they see that and we're like, oh, we want a piece of that. And they're going to encourage him to keep doing the same thing. But there's, there, there are some artists that they, they do get approached by labels and they are one way when they're approached by that label. And then by the time the label's gotten involved, everything has changed. Their sound has changed. Their image has changed. Do you want to name anyone? Um, who can I think of? I can't think of anyone right now, but... Um, I think depending on the artist, the label... 
like look at Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Kendrick could take it any which way he wants. Mm-hmm. So I do think it, the artists do have some power in it as well. I think in the case of Kendrick, it might be a little different because he signed to Aftermath and Dr. Dre is obviously an artist. But on the flip of that, Jay Electronica. He's been on Rock Nation for 35 years. <laughs> um, do you think it's he didn't He didn't drop his thing because Jay wanted a single, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think it's different when, I've got a question for you. Do you think it's different when an artist signs you as to when a label signs you? No. So you don't think why Kendrick and Jay are the examples is because it's Jay-Z and Dr. Dre as opposed to a label, if you get what I mean. Yeah, but Dre's not, Kendrick ain't really signed to Dre like that. He's not signed to Aftermath. He's more, t- he's TDE now. And I yeah, think but that's off, through Aftermath. Aftermath. Yeah, but I don't, it doesn't seem like Dre's that involved. Right, fair enough. And Kendrick is, so, Kendrick is so big that I think he dictates. Like, yeah, but they let him from the start dictate it. Um, Do you get what I mean? So you think there's a difference when you sign to an artist as opposed to directly from a label, whereas the artist it depends. let you... It depends on the really? artist. Because yeah. someone like Kendrick, he already had displayed the ability to... He knew what he was doing already. Accessible music. Yeah, it depends. And then you could think about someone like Birdman and him signing Wayne. Obviously, Wayne was, you know, from young, doing what he was doing. And you see how that relationship went. Mm-hmm. So the artist-to-artist relationship when an artist signs you isn't always... Ross and Meek or Wale, one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Meek. Meek. Why can they good now? But even still, like... Sometimes the artist who is signing you might not always have your best interest at heart as far as like the music goes. Yeah, yeah. Because they know how the business works and they they want to make money and they're pushing you to make music that will make money. money. So I think it I think it works in tandem. I think it works in tandem mainly. Um, you ain't convinced. Nah, <laughs> He's definitely not convinced. Nah, I'm, I'm still putting it more on the labels, man. I'm putting on the labels as well, but I do think if a rapper all he knows is that it's a dicey one but I do think that the labels do push a certain sound but I think they, that changes as time goes on if it's not it was trap then it was, it was gangster rap then it evolved into something else now it's evolved into trap it's just the evolution of it and I think the artists also search for whatever's hot so as much as the labels want it I think artists also chase plus, whatever's hot plus like now with the internet and social media and the significance of labels isn't necessary as far as like making artists available to be consumed isn't as significant as it once was. Again, you can find the kind of stuff that you want and they're being, they're, they're popular and they're being listened to in a way that they deem successful. So it might not be mainstream, but you know, they're eaten, they're successful, they're accomplished artists in their own rights. So the definition of what it means to be mainstream or popular has changed completely. Mm. Like it's not just, we play you on the radio, you're getting interviewed on radio, this, that, and the other. It's not just that now, because mm. anyone could. Anyone could. Corday could go on radio now. Um, Earl could go on radio right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's democratizing that way. Yeah. So, yeah, that's something to think about. So, more of the story. Salute to, uh, a word to Jay Huss. It's a big conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I think so. I think so, man. It's a it's question. A deep, it's a deeper, darker criminal. Listeners, I hope. Say, you wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a deeper, Pete, dark criminal again? link. One hundred percent, bro. Deeper, dark criminal link. For sure. Sorry, I just wanted Peter to get that off. Sure. I genuinely just wanted Listeners, Peter to get that off. I hope you for sure. know now, finally, just how much of an old head this Peter is. For sure, is. bro. It's a big conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> We've got no conscious rappers that are like really killing it commercially other than like someone like, a never, Ken, someone like a Kendrick. They never really did though, man. They never did. They never did. 
They never did. Yeah, you had the no, common. They never did, bro. Nah, they tell did, me bro. one that they consistently was on top. Common came and went. He it had, depends on what you had, mean by success had, as well. He had bits and pieces. Common was here, here, like in and out. But tell me one that's been the finical point for like a decade. In the eighties and like brother, the early brother, you're ga- stop going back to when I was <laughs> before I was born, right? Guy, that's a small sample size right. because the six, the, the and even for th- success was smaller. And even then, when you go back to eighties, a conscious like, rapper wasn't doing two pack numbers. Hasn't done two pack ah. numbers. Hasn't done Eminem numbers. You know what I'm saying? And we need to look at it. And packs are conscious. You also said bitches ain't shit, but holes are tricks. So what are we no, doing? He didn't say that. He didn't say that actually, did he? Don't do that. My bad. He said. I mean, there was a video when he goes. I mean, the word bitch has left his mouth a lot a of times. A few times. So what? How conscious can you? Conscious MCs can't say the word bitch. Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing for your goal? And I, also, Ooh. when you look at the 80s, there were a lot of, as much as they were conscious, there was also a lot of nasty things they were rapping about. KRS in particular. So it's like... Don't say they. That's one. I, KRS, no, I said KRS. But no, I saw a few. I just didn't write. I saw KRS and I was meant to write down another one. But my point being, yeah, he was conscious, but he also rapped about stuff you can't rap about today. Mm. Let a rapper talk about 14-year-olds. He'll get cancelled. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you've got to be fair. It's like, that was also being pushed. So... I think rappers are going to want to rap about what they want to rap about, but labels are going to push whatever's hot. And how much of it is affected by what's actually happening in our communities? What do you mean? Is the music, the popular music, also a reflection of what's happening in our communities? Yes. Do we get to pick what's hot? I mean, we get to, but who buys the most... The reason why I ask that, because I think, just thinking back to when Public Enemy were doing their thing, it seemed like there was a lot of... um, There was a lot of political unrest. There was a lot of... um, A lot of social commentary that was being absorbed by these artists. And I guess the music was more reflecting the times. Do you think we had well, more control? Whereas, and then a the crack era hit. And I guess that was even more reason why they felt the need to use their voices and put certain messages in their music. But the crack era was- Was a black our version. Yeah, but our version of that is like Molly and, and Lean and that. And that's still a thing. But our artists aren't really talking about that as far as it being a negative, they're talking about it from the perspective where it's cool to use. Can I ask you a question though? Could we? So, sorry, so, so on that, like, I forgot the point I was trying to make. Listen, now I generally had a question. Do you think it's because back then we could control what we like, whereas now we can still control what we like? No, because the biggest consumer of rap music is white people, respectfully. Mm. So they also dictate what's number one, number two. Do you know what I mean? So therefore, they could dictate what's hot as well a lot of the times, whereas back then we did. And we were still doing gangster rap. But it was also mixed with both. Yeah. I hear that. Plus, the 90s, generally, well, I don't even, I don't even know if I could say that, but I feel like in the 90s, not that it was a more conscious era, it was an era that, where more and more rappers and artists were taking influence from the conscious period as opposed to now where it seems that a lot of artists are desensitized or detached from what's going on around them to only rap about what they're rapping about. So maybe the shift in like how you approach art has changed too um, in that respect. In the 90s, you couldn't avoid like, you know, Afrocentrism, Dashikis, X-Clan, whatever they were talking about, all that kind of stuff. Whereas now, it might be a little bit easier to avoid it because there's so much going on in the world. Mm. Digga D doesn't have to rap about, you know, the police. He can rap about drilling and that is his bottom line done mm. sort of thing. So there's a lot of circumstances around this 
debate, which means that it's always going to be murky because we're never going to know for sure. We're only going to have our opinions and our views. So it's a big conspiracy. Yeah. But. All right. We're going to move on to the last topic of today, the fun topic. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm going to like this one. It's a real simple one, really. Um, we've obviously been to a lot of gigs live concerts, live shows in our lifetime. Seen some amazing ones. We thank God. I, I remember seeing A Tribe Called Quest at Wireless. Um, Tip, Fife and Ali Shaheed. Oh, yeah, must have been in his bag. He I was, was in, in his bag. bag. I was in my bag. And this was, oh man, that lineup was crazy. So it was like, it was two chains, ASAP Rocky. It was Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake together because it was around like Magna Carta times. It was Wireless. Wireless, yeah, 2013. Oh shit. Uh, Nas as well, Nas before Jay. Rihanna came out for a cameo. And All then, of these men. Yeah, and then a tribe called Quest uh, finished it off. Fantastic. Best show you've been to? Um, best back to back for yeah, sure. As in the yeah, that, daishiki. That Did I wear my daishiki? Nah, I, I was probably wearing some bullshit, but not the daishiki. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, we've been to some great gigs. I know Peter's obviously been to a lot of like great like jazz gigs and that. We were actually at one like recently hey, this man. week. Salute Shout out Steam Down. Big up Steam Down. Big up Steam Down, Mohammed. I mean, obviously. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, sure. no, I all jokes aside, I thoroughly enjoyed myself at that jazz festival. Who would have known? Jazz festival. Fools getting there start doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Can't lie. Soon, soon soon come. Soon come. Well, I was ready for Kill Stab Believe. This guy, but I didn't get that. <laughs> this guy was doing um hip hop bops to jazz. He was doing hip hop bops to jazz. To saxophone solos and shit. What was I meant to do? Nasty. What was I meant to do? Are you nasty? Bro, you you no, we're not doing that. Cause you did gum fingers, bro. And he laid off. That's the most and he lay off. In 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 South London as well. That's the most South London <laughs> thing you could do in South London. Hey man. Gang gun fingers at a jazz gig. That's a bit wild, did it? That's nasty. That's the title of this episode. But that's how I salute though. No, that's no, not how you that's salute. How salute. Yeah, man. How about you actually oh, you salute? Off. Yeah, that's our salute. How about you actually salute? No, it's funny, that, <laughs> how about that? That thumb is the nasty. Because doing the gun fingers is more effort than actually saluting. <laughs> you want to salute? You want to salute all the old heads that don't make the Mount Rushmore? But you want to do gun fingers at a jazz gig? Yeah. You make me sick, bro. Yeah, man. Anyway, anywho, I enjoyed myself. Anywho, gun fingers forever. Anywho, we have all been to some amazing gigs, but the fun topic is going to be talking about some of the worst gigs we've ever been to. Oh. The ones that just didn't hit. The ones what that what the artist was just pure cack. Um, the one that, you know, will ever, forever stain your opinion forever, of that artist. Ever. So we're going to start with Mohammed. Mohammed, uh, what's the worst gig you've ever been to? So I've got a few, but the one I'm going to say, I'm going to blame it on age. And it goes to notes. Mm. But I sincerely want to blame his age because he was young. But the show was cack. Like, it was bad. The set was bad. The live rapping was bad. The tiny temper coming up for 15 minutes for no reason was bad. The plaque and the watch. The plaque, the wa everything was bad in the show, but I sincerely think it's nothing but you. Now, if I had to go to an adult, I'm going to, and this was the first concert I went to, and in hindsight, I think it was the poorest I've been to as well, was Rick Ross. And I'm a Rick Ross fan. Real. Rick Ross was bad, man. Like, I've got an issue when I go to a live performance and it's not a live band. That really irks me. Like it really hurts me. If I pay money to go see you live mm. and you've got a DJ, it's going to piss me off. So Rick Ross must have had a live DJ. I think he done like a 20 minute set and went home. But how many rappers have live bands? Not many. Not many. There you go. But it's, I've been to Cole five times. He's had live bands. Stay I've been to, yeah, but I've also, I'm just trying to think who else. I've been to Jay-Z. Jay-Z had a live band. Whoever it is. Look at the people you're mentioning. Okay, cool. Is it what, not, can Rick I? Rick Ross can't be in that league. But he just may not want to. Can I not expect it though? 
No. Why not? Why would you expect a live band? Because it's music. I want to hear music. Plus, the type of music he makes as well would sound great with a live band. Yeah, it's sounding great. Cool. Subjective, but cool. <laughs> but, fam, it's not a given that he has to have a live band. Well, I think he should have. And uh, do you know what it was as well? The set was 20 minutes. Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? Was, was this his headline show? It was his show. Was this or Fat Rick Ross? Like, yeah, it was like, this was like, this was the first concert I ever went to. So this was like 12, 13 years ago. This was Rich Forever mixtape. Oh, yeah, yeah, He was in his bag. Like, it was touring just off the mixtape alone. So it was like maybe like 25, 30 minutes, but the- or the, the Wait, was it a headline show? Yeah. Oh, he took the piss. Yeah, so and then- he, he was the only one performing? Nah, so he had people that was opening for him. They got booed off the stage. <laughs> like they got fully booed with some UK artists. Boo, get out of here, man. So he ran away. Rick Ross come down half an hour, kick rocks. And he was the headline act. And he was the headline act. So Rick Ross and and Rick, I still want to see him again though. So Rick Ross and Notes are my two. That's disrespectful. That's crazy. Sure. And the best live show I ever went to was Jay Z. Just want to put that out there. Feel you. Um, I'll go next. Mine was probably a toss up between Jay Electronica and ASAP Rocky. What is the <laughs> worst? Yeah, man. Talk about it. Like Jay Electronica, he was dope until he started going into the crowd and just like talking to fans mid-performance and bruv, he weren't even spitting the whole verse anymore, man. He was just kind of letting them do their thing. It was annoying, bruv. You know what song he this was as well? It can't, don't tell me Exhibit C. It was Exhibit C. I was, I Wait, was, as in he let the fans rap Exhibit C? Bro, this guy was in there doing like, I don't he know what he was doing. the crowd in the middle of Exhibit C. Bro, you know why he's taking a piss? What are you doing? At that point, you only had seven songs. Bro. Don't let Exhibit C be the one that you just, yeah, he is. And it took security time to lift him up because he's a stocking yeah, brother. So he was just missing. He was just missing all the bars. He wasn't rapping at all. I was disappointed. Oh, you was there as well? Yeah, man. I was ah. very disappointed. I said, I'm, I'm never going to see him again. And then ASAP Rocky, not because ASAP Rocky was a bad performer, but I just wasn't a fan. I only went because Yemi and Rich had a spare ticket. I just wasn't a fan. It was too rowdy for me. Like those bare, just mosh pits and that. Everyone was hyped, acting uncivilized and uncouth. Like I just was like, yeah. You know, but you're not a fan of him. It anyway. just weren't really my yeah, scene in that. Do you know what I mean? I saw Yemi and Rich having the time of their lives. I was thinking to myself, yeah, we definitely had the time of What am I doing here? Do you know what I mean? But from what I can see, it was a good performance though. It was around Goldie time, I think. It, no. Yeah. 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 Goldie time and that. But it just wasn't really me in it. So it didn't move for that, it just wasn't the greatest of experience. Fun fact about that show, he went into the crowd, someone stole his watch, and uh, I think he beat them up. Is that oh, a show for a punch? Beat, I don't think that he beat them up. I think someone in the- Someone for a is punch. Is that the London show he lost his watching? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw that back in- uh, It was his, fir when, yeah. his first London show. Just before he was about to and release his first album. About it. And he caused a little scene about it. That was a great show. Um, it was good for me. I liked it. Um, yeah, you and Rich had like time. But I'm a Rocky fan. I can see Peter not liking it for what it's worth. I can definitely see Peter not liking it. You know how uh, Peter's bougie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just looks down on people. Just looks down on everybody. Can't enjoy life Ooh, around Peter. Systematic. Oh, systematic. Uh, <laughs> Just saying. Um, so, so wait, I can't bring topics to my to my to my comrades. Did we do the topic and help us discuss? Did know, we do the topic and investigate? Investigate. No, investigate whether you, these labels are tearing down our communities or contribution, contributing sorry. to the destruction of our communities. I'm sorry, Black Poirot. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, man. what's going here? No, listen, I appreciate you, but you're going to hold these jokes. All right, go on. Yeah, you. Me? What's your two? I got two. Um, so I agree with you on notes. I was reviewing him. I was reviewing the live show for The Guardian um, and yeah, it wasn't good. Um, the crowd was young. Um, they didn't know any of the words. Um, notes himself, you could barely hear him. Um, and even the songs, he was, I think it was like Sit Back Down, Addison Lee, 
um, just some of the bait ones that just weren't good live. And then there was a 15, 20 minute intermission in between where Tiny Temple literally just gave him a plaque and a watch and told him how good he was. I mean, Tiny Temple was lying to a young man's face that night. Oh. But, you know, we move. It is is he it still is. signed to Tiny? I don't know. Um, I'd have to check. Um, he, re- he released something last year. I think it was on um, Sony. I think it might have been Sony. Yeah, it was Sony. His manager is good people. It was the one that came to that. Yes, yes, yes. Shout out to him. Um, but yeah, notes, bad. But it was 2018. It was 2018. And obviously he's grown as an artist now. So hopefully he'll be able to do a better show. I mean, I'm not listening to the music, but I imagine he's grown. So that's one. Number two. I have to give it. And even though I'm a fan of his music, the live show weren't it. Playboy Carti. Um, I saw him at, I think it was Kentish Town Forum in 2018 as well. Um, and this was around the time of Magnolia. That was like his biggest hit. With Magnolia, he didn't rap. He was climbing um, like a level of the venue, trying to get to other fans who were like on an elevated seating area. Um, he just let the beat run without rapping it. He came back, repeated the beat, didn't rap it, and the rest of it was just incoherent nonsense. Yeah, but he's all he looks like the type to do that. Yeah, it's it's the kind of rock star thing. And Skepta came out as well, but even Skepta couldn't save it. So it was it was it was really bad. Like he didn't come to perform; he just came to jump around a bit and be the kind of rock star. I don't give a fuck about anything sort of vibe, and it just didn't connect with me and the crowd was young as well so maybe that didn't help me i was probably like the oldest person in there but yeah that was pretty bad um i like to think he's grown too but you never really know but yeah that's it for me man playboy carty and notes um do better next time yeah shout out to notes man i just want the record to show i didn't pay to go see notes before you didn't pay i didn't before, pay either yeah before people think there's 227 i got paid to review him paid to see notes <laughs> i got paid to review him i mean listen you could be a 27 year old and like notes how old is he Buddy. And you saw the one. Now he's Yemi, probably like. Yemi, can I ask you a question? You saw the people that went to go see notes. I did. If a 28 year old man goes to pay to see notes. It was young white people. Yemi, if a 28 year old goes to pay to see notes, you don't think it's problematic? Not problematic. Not problematic. Let me take that back. But just a little bit. Do <laughs> <laughs> eh. you get what I mean, though, or not? I get you. I mean, you could have said no. No, I went for free. If you told me, Mohammed, I'm charging you 15. No. <laughs> but why not? Let's go shake a leg, have a good time. Where'd you go with? Me and Yemi. Because okay. I knew there was going to come some jokes. Out of, and look at that. A whole topic of based off that. <laughs> Who knew we would have this in the chamber four years later? We lit. But anyway, shout out to Notes. Shout out to Ross. Carty. Uh, JLEC. ASAP. Was JLEC pull for you as well? Like, would you, was you going to put him in your top two before Pete? I completely forgot about JLEC, to be honest. Um, and you know what's mad about JLEC? That time we saw him, the next time I went to a gig, which was probably like a week later, it was supposed to be Flying Lotus and MF Doom. MF Doom couldn't make yeah, it. Jaylek did the exact same act <laughs> as he did a week before at Coco. And I'm just like, brother, I don't need to see this. He did the exact same thing where he jumped into the crowd at Exhibit C and didn't rap anything. Have you he seen Doom Live? He did that on purpose as well. Have you seen Doom Live? Doom Live? Yeah, before. Nah, never did. That would have been the only time. Damn, damn, and he damn, didn't damn. He didn't come, unfortunately. What about Flylo? Flylo? Oh, Flylo was sick. Have you seen him? Yeah. Oh, it was that night? Yeah, it was that night. It was he was the headline. He was the headline. Brixton Academy. Oh, he was sick. He was sick. I want to see JLEC live one day. But I'm not in a rush. You don't, though. No, I'm not in a rush. You guys put me off. Thank you, you don't. Very much. You don't. You don't. Because he's not going to perform the songs as they are. He's going to do some madness. Trust me. <laughs> he's like that, though, isn't it? It's like Lauren Hill. She might not come Miss on Miss Lauren Hill, sorry. Lauren Hill will come. <laughs> are you nuts? She'll come half an hour before the show finishes. And then do some 
dead medley extended versions right. of the songs. And, and all right, it, all right. And you don't know, like, I'm just saying, do, do but you know it's true, innit? Like, you know it's true, innit? She'll do do off at 500 miles per hour, speed the whole song up. But I don't like the way he tells us to relax when we're speaking truths. Let's be respectful, guys. But you know it's right. You agree with us, though? Can I just say something? Yeah, we need to talk about how disrespectful is. She comes late. Then she speeds up the songs. <laughs> so you're late and then you speed up the song. The audacity. The audacity. The unmitigated gore. Because she does the song faster, isn't it? Yeah, I heard. Way like, faster. And she comes an hour and a half later. Bare octaves. Oh, some people want to do your Just job. sing the song as it was sang, brother. Oh, okay. And pay the artist. Let's be respectful. Meanwhile, you want to be Usain Bolt. You know what I'm you saying? You know what I'm saying? But coming an hour and a half later. <laughs> oh, look at Eagle. Just mad. Can we respect Miss Hill, please? We respect Miss Hill. We don't respect her etiquette. <laughs> That's all. And her timekeeping, but it's fine. She don't even have a time. She put in a Nas bar, so she knows. She knows. She knows what we're talking about. Salute to Miss Hill. Yeah, well, on that note, we're going to sign off for today. So, uh, guys, another great episode, I'd say. Um, any shout outs you want to make before we head out? Big up everyone, man. Salute to everyone. God Love is good you. all the time. All the time, God is good. I want to send a special shout out to This Could End Terribly. Uh, myself and Pete were on their podcast recently, yeah. which was a great time. So shout out to our brother Rich, shout out to Johnny as well. Um, that's family right there. Uh, they're not just friends of the pod, they're family of the pod. So, you know, that will always be the same. Salute and, to them. Um, thank you guys. Shout out to you for listening. Um, very much appreciate all the time. You know, follow us on socials, at Rhymes Dimes Pod on all the socials. We're now on TikTok as well, at Rhymes Dimes Pod. So give your boys a follow. As we said before, we're new to it. We might not be the hippest when it comes to that sort of thing, but we're working on it. And we've got some good stuff coming. Um, follow us on YouTube as well. Uh, just type in Rhymes Like Dines podcast and you'll be able to find us. We've got more visuals on the way. You'll be able to see more of our beautiful faces. And um, yeah, all will be well. So thank you for listening once again. Until next time, take care, stay blessed, stay safe and peace. <laughs>